You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. And guys, you can still do it. It's still going on. In fact, it will continue to go on throughout the rest of the college football season. You can use our promo code UGA when you sign up for a new account at MyBookie.ag and you will get your first deposit doubled. Can't beat that one, guys, so make sure to take advantage of it today while you can. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. As you guys know, I am Tyler, and back with me today to make our Week 7 Picks of the Week is my coach, Charlie. And Charlie, I'm going to start off a little game here for us today. You ready? Can you do this? Maybe. Can you handle it? Maybe. I think you got this. All right. Charlie, finish the sentence for me here. Week 6 was... Okay... That's that's the best you've got? I mean, I don't really remember. Okay. I just have the numbers in front of me. Well, you don't have to remember if you have the numbers in front of you. So, okay, you have the numbers in front of you. I think I think my week was a little bit better than okay. I felt pretty good about it. It wasn't an elite week, but hey, profit, baby, is what we're going for. We yeah. are going for profit, and we made profit last week. You did better than me, so. I mean, for this one week. Congratulations. You are coming off, what, an 8-2 and two week last week or something like that? I don't remember. Something great. You had a fantastic week. You can't have, every week can't be a stellar week, Charlie. Let me refer to. You should have more good notes. weeks than bad weeks. You were, you had, I think you had eight, eight and some, eight and two, eight and four, something like that. You had way more check marks than just handy dandy notebook you've got here. Yes, I do have a lot of check marks. Yeah, last week you had a good week. Last week wasn't as and good. And this wasn't a bad week for you. I feel like you did pretty well yeah. overall. So do you have the numbers in front of you? I do. You got the notebook? Would you like me to go over I would them? love to hear the actual numbers. You went 10 and 6. You Let's got a go. push on the TCU-Kansas game. Did not get your parlay. Did not get your yeah, upset special. I, you know, I take pride in my, in my parlays and my upset specials, and I missed on both those. Didn't like that. Welcome to the No Upset Special Club. Are you still over? We'll get there. Okay. So what pick were you most proud of, and which one were you most embarrassed by? Oh, um, most proud of? Any of them that I made money on? Um, no, I'll go with, okay, I'll go with this one. The barn burner in Farmageddon. Oh, God. Did you see the score in that game, Charlie? Yes. 10-9. Here's why I'm proud of that one, Charlie. Your boy here really wanted to take Iowa State outright as like a, a minor upset special. Like I had to, it was it was a discipline play by me here because I really wanted to add them on, my, on the card as another upset special because I love an upset special. You guys know that. Because, hey, it's, it's a short spread there, short line, plus two. But I said, you know what? No. 
in a game like this in Farmageddon, every point matters. Every point counts. So give me every point I can get. So I, I decided to take Iowa State plus two, and Charlie, the final score was 10 to nine. So I'm proud of myself for being disciplined on that one. Won that one. Almost lost it, but won it. And the one I was most embarrassed by, well, Charlie's the one you, I, if I remember correctly, I feel like you talked me into it on the show here. I can't talk you into anything. That's Arkansas not my fault. plus nine, Charlie. Not my fault. That was your redemption play, trying to get back in Sam's good graces. And God forbid that was, uh, and I, I, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I talked myself into it. I liked your reasoning there. And as I've told you guys several times, I have a, a very big win total bet on Arkansas to go over six and a half. So as I said on the show last week, that was a little bit of wishful thinking, a lot of wishful thinking. But I thought KJ Jefferson might actually play. He was traveling and practiced some. So I'm like, yeah, he's, maybe he'll play. And he did not. And um, it was a disaster without him. They did not cover the nine. In fact, they lost by, I think it was 23, 40 to 17, I believe was the final score there. So that was just flat wrong. Bad read on my part. Can't get him all right and definitely missed on that one. So that one, that one didn't feel good. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you got to own it when you, well, when you mess up. Unfortunately, I went six and seven. I did get my parlay, and I also got a push on TCU Kansas. So the running season totals have you, Tyler, at 49 and 33, which is 60%. Good job. Feel good about Excellent. that. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're Charlie. now three and four on upset ah, specials. I don't like a losing record on upset specials. And you're three and three on weekly parlays. So pretty good about the parlays. Yeah. I need to rein it in. Like you have this thing with, with your upset, upset specials. specials where you take these ridiculous gambles on upset specials. I have been doing that on my parlays. I, I won a couple of them early, had a couple three leg, four leg parlays, and I've been going to these five leg parlays and hit one of those. But, yeah, it's always one game, Charlie. And once again, it was one game, and I went one game too many, five-leg parlay, and cost me. Got to be um, more disciplined there. I am 31 and 27 at 54%, so still over 50%. That's, I'm okay with that. You should be, Charlie. Uh, anytime you're over 50% betting, you are making a profit. You're making money, so I'm not be an happy idiot. with it. Well, I didn't say you were. I'm just well, putting it out there. Suggested. I'm trying to. I'm trying to build you up here, okay. Charlie. A three and one on parlays, and I'm still looking to hit that first upset special. Now zero and five. Oh, and five, Charlie. Combined, but it's, but you're not even giving yourself a chance. Yeah, you're, sometimes you took like, Arkansas outright as your upset special with KJ Jefferson status hanging in the air. I told you, like, what are you doing? And I'm okay with that. I mean, hey, I, if that's a principal play for you, Charlie, hey, I, I support it. I respect it. All right. Combined, we're 80 and 60 at 57%. 57%. I feel good about that. You feel good? Yeah. Overall? I mean, I'm bringing down the total, but well, that's what I'm okay with that. Well, I'm, you know, I mean, a little Somebody's bit. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody, Might yeah. There's well always got to be one. There's got to be one. Well, look, we're trying to make our listeners some money out there with my bookie. And so far through what? God, six weeks now. Dear God, half the season. We're doing just that. And we want to keep this going and make people even more money. So... What you got today? All right. Well, Lane Kiffin and the Rebels are on a roll this season and have reached number nine in the coaches poll. They're currently in second place in the SEC West, and they had a decent turnout last weekend in Oxford. Mm, for little, them, yeah. Little golf clap. Yeah. Uh, Kiffin is trying to get the fans to show up again this Saturday when Auburn comes to town. I'm not sure Kiffin is going to have as much grace for Brian Harson and the Tigers as he did for Jeff Collins. It's a similar setup. I mean. But Both this is the, the SEC. Seat. True. And I feel like Brian Harson is just really unlikable. Is he's oh I can't use the words I want to use because you'll probably get mad at me for doing that. Um, yes, unlikable. That's a, that's a very right. PC way to say it, Charlie. Yes. Uh it's kind of like Kirby Smart didn't take his foot off the gas in South Carolina. Right. You know. Yeah. Meh, don't, you don't like him. That, you, don't think, you don't think that's gonna happen here? 
Or you think that will happen I, with yeah. Brian Harson? Okay, yeah. I, gotcha, I think gotcha. on this with their league landing leading rush attack, I can't read my own words. We'll be able to put up some points on the Auburn defense, and the Ole Miss defense will give up some points. But overall, the Rebels will walk away seven and zero, and Harson may be out of a job by Sunday afternoon, depending. I mean, yeah, I mean, if they get embarrassed by Ole Miss, yeah, potentially. The the spread is fifteen. I think Ole Miss covers. I hate, I'm not going to bet on it, but... I think it opened at 14. Oh, wait, no, I am. I am taking Ole Miss by 14. By 14? It's 15 now, Charlie. Oh, you just talked... We just went over this. What? what, what? We, we went I over said what? 15. Yes. And then you said it's up at 15. I, I said it's at 15, and it was at 14. Oh, okay, I'm getting it opened, lost. Yeah, I have no idea. So you're taking the minus 15, taking Ole Miss minus 15. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, Ole Miss Auburn's minus 15. pretty bad. Auburn is not a good football team. And we I really like week. Lane Kiffin. There's a principal play. The I like Lane Kiffin principal that play. It is. It there is. you go. And I like Juice Kiffin too. Who? Juice. I don't even know what you're the talking dog. about. The dog. Charlie, what planet you are you You don't know I, who Juice Kiffin is? I, I am oh, completely unaware. Oh, this is unaware. sad. How have you missed this on Twitter? Because I pay attention to real football things. I'll find it and send it I, to you. Thank you, Charlie. What's I, your take on this game? On this game? I mean, my take is... Honestly, Auburn sucks, and Ole Miss is pretty good. I told you guys, Charlie. You remember this, Charlie? We did our preseason picks episode. Who told you that Ole Miss was going to start seven and zero? I don't I always get them did. right. I don't always get them right, but sometimes I do get them right, and I got that one right. They're gonna. I mean, I guess if they lose to Auburn, I won't get that right. But I just do not see that happening, guys. Auburn is one in five versus the spread so far this season, which is actually the worst in the SEC. Again, I told you guys, Auburn is not a good football team. And on the other side, Ole Miss, they are good. They're 6-0 right now. Now, are they a legitimate SEC West title contender? I don't think I'm ready to go that far yet, but this is a team that's better than I thought they would be. I did think they were going to 7-0, but they're doing it in a different way than I thought. Offensively, they are running the football. And this is, this is kind of a misconception under Lane Kiffin that they just throw the ball over the place. They run the football a lot. And that has been the feature part of this offense. As Charlie said, they're leading the league right now in, in rushing. Zach Evans is having a good year. The freshman, Quinshaw Judkins, is having a good year. Jackson Dart has been a really nice surprise for them. At least I think it's a surprise that he's been as much of a factor in the run game from the quarterback position as he has been. The passing game was a work in progress early in the season, but it's starting to come on of late. And defensively, the biggest surprise of this Auburn team is how good they have been defensively. They're not an elite defense, but they are miles ahead of where any Lane Kiffin Ole Miss defense has been at this point in the year. So I, I really like Ole Miss in this game, Charlie. It's at home. It's in Oxford. I wish it was 14. I don't love that it's that one extra point there. It jumped a little bit, but I'm still going to take Ole Miss. I think this is a 17-20 point victory for Ole Miss. Give me, uh, give me the Rebels minus 15 at home against Auburn. Charlie, I got one more play on this one, though. I'm not done yet. Give me the under 55 and a half in this Ole Miss-Auburn game. Each of the last four games between these two teams has gone under. Not only have each last four games gone under between Auburn and Ole Miss, these four games have gone under by an average of 16 points per game, Charlie. I know what's happened in the past doesn't always matter this year, but those are some betting trends that you simply cannot ignore. It's too strong to ignore. And since 2020, Auburn is also 9-2 to the under on the road, which is the highest percentage in the country we're talking about hitting unders on the road. So all of that screams under along with the fact that Auburn just can't do anything offensively. You guys saw that. We should have held them to three points last week. They had one or two decent drives, but they had that one long touchdown where we just decided we didn't want to tackle anybody. They can't throw the football right now. 
Robbie Ashford is a dynamic runner, but he is not ready to be an SEC quarterback. He's not even close right now. Defenses are aware of that. They don't respect the pass whatsoever. They're loading the box. Their offensive line is not good once again. And therefore, their best player in offense, the most talented player in offense, Tank Bigsby, has no room to operate. So Auburn is just a mess on offense right now. Obviously, we know how toxic the environment is. So give me Ole Miss Auburn under 55 and a half. All right, well... Last weekend, Bama almost lost to Texas A&M, but they got lucky with a horrible play call from Jimbo Fisher. The Tide will travel to Knoxville, and the environment there will be crazy as game day is going to Rocky Top for the second time this season. They were there for the Florida game. I know you're going to get mad at me for saying this, Charlie, but that's crazy. They've already been to Tennessee twice in the first half of the year. I mean, this game, I get it. I know I said this earlier in the the week, but in case you missed it, they should never have gone to Tennessee for the Tennessee-Florida game. That was stupid. They should have looked ahead. There was... Obviously, this is going to be a great game, and they just screw that up. But whatever, who cares? It's game day. It doesn't matter. Well, Tennessee is now all the way up to number six in the AP poll, and Bama dropped from one to three after their four-point win over the Aggies last weekend. Hendon Hooker is one of the leaders in the Heisman race, while Bryce Young is still questionable for this weekend. What's the latest on him? Do we know? He, I mean, Saban is not going to let the cow out of the bag. He has said a couple times that he's practiced some. On Tuesday, practice a little bit more on Wednesday, but, you know, still came to game time decision. We don't know. I, I think he's going to play. I don't see any scenario. I mean, he was – nothing necessarily matters. He was dressed out last week, but he was never going to play. I, I think in a game like this, he's he's going to find some way to get in there and play. I don't really be 100%. I don't know, but I just have to think. It's hard for me to imagine he misses this game. Give him a quarter zone shot and say go play. Yeah. I mean, if he's willing to, and it's just – again, it's hard for me to imagine he does not play in a game of this magnitude. I think Tennessee has a great chance of covering the seven and possibly winning if Bryce Young doesn't play. But if he does play, Tennessee won't be able to cover. The important difference here lies in the defense on both teams. Bama's defense is one of the best in the country with a dynamic pass rush and not so much for Tennessee, obviously. Obviously, yeah. If Bryce Young plays, he could certainly put the ball secondary in trouble over and over again. Also, the backup of Alabama, what's his name? Jalen Milrow. Okay. Well, he can move with his legs. Yeah, he's a dynamic runner. So that throws a wrench in Tennessee's defense at the line of scrimmage. The Vols are just going to have to prepare for everything. He's a turnover waiting to happen, though. And they only have so many minutes they can practice every week. So that certainly is not you what you want. You count by the minutes, not the hours? Whatever. But you what, How many minutes is 20 hours? Do that math real fast, Charlie. 20 times 60. Do it. Can you do it? Can you do it? it 1,200 minutes. Whoa. Pretty smart, Charlie. Okay. Well... I mean, that's not what you want to prepare for when you're playing probably one of the two biggest opponents you have all season. Yeah. And you don't know who you're playing yeah. at quarterback. So. That's true. They are. I didn't think about that way, Charlie. They are different styles. Obviously, Bryce Young's better, but the style and how you prepare for him is different. I think it's going to be really loud, but Bama is used to that. You've been in Neyland Stadium mm-hmm. a lot. You know, you've been to a lot of those games. Is it as loud and crazy... I think it can be, and their band is really loud too. It can be if they're pumped up. Play until the ball is snapped. The Rocky Top, Jesus Christ, it's just yeah. So what's your take on this game? Well, Charlie, you can see on on see I do this on the computer. You can see on my computer here, my screen, that I have two plays on this game written here on my card. But man, I don't know if I want to go there, Charlie. I just the Bryce Young thing. I don't know when I'm putting something on my card. I'm I'm not touching it. Yeah, when I'm actually going to put money on it. I don't like the uncertainty there. And I, I think, I really do think Bryce Young is going to play. But I don't know that. And I, I know this is a big game, so you guys want us to have a play on it. I'll tell you what I would. Here's what's on my card. I'm not actually going to bet on this. So I don't put it on my card. But here's a, my strong lean. If Bryce Young plays and he's close to healthy, I would take Alabama minus 7. 
I would also take Alabama over 37 and a half points. If you look at these at the at the game here, guys, if you look at some of these betting trends in this game, Tennessee is 0-5 against the spread versus AP top five teams since the start of 2020. They're also 1-5 against the spread as an underdog under Josh Heupel, which is the worst cover percentage in the SEC since the start of last season. What that tells me, and this doesn't have to tell me that. I knew this already. You guys already knew this. What has Tennessee done the past year and a half? They've beaten up, beaten the hell out of teams they should beat the hell out of. But against anybody that is more talented than them, you know, I don't know, top five, top 10 caliber team, they don't win those games. They're not even really competitive in those games. Alabama is a top five team. They're a top three team, right? Now, with that trend, I, that's why I have on my card, I have it written here, Alabama minus seven. But again, the Bryce Young uncertainty is causing me to pull back on this. If we find out, you know, minutes before kickoff, yeah, Bryce Young's playing, he's close to 100%, then I'm going to hit that button. I'm going to hammer the seven. Hopefully, if it's still there, when I find out for sure he's playing. But I can't in good conscience tell you guys to go put money on this right now unless we know for sure he's playing. The uncertainty, I just can't in good conscience put that out there. So just watch that closely, guys. If Bryce Young ends up playing, pay attention right before kickoff, then I would I would lay the seven because Tennessee does not beat these kinds of teams. These haven't yet. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying they haven't, right? And we got to go off what we've seen at this point. Tennessee's an expert at whooping up on teams that are indefensible, that can't actually defend themselves. Alabama, Georgia, not so much. So I'll have to see that before I believe it. So I would take Alabama minus seven and be watching that closely. And again, if Bryce Young is playing, watch it closely. Also take the over 37 and a half. But I'm not going to do that yet until we get some sort of confirmation that Bryce Young is indeed playing. So that's kind of like on my undercard, can we say, Charlie? Like my watch it closely card? No. Can't do that? All right. Nope. Well, I'm not going to put it on my card, but I'm going to be personally watching it, guys. And if I see he's playing right before the kickoff, then I'm going to put those bets in. I think you should do the same. All right. Well, this next game could get real ugly. So ugly that you can't take your eyes off or change the channel. Because LSU is traveling mm. back to Gainesville for the first time since the infamous shoe toss in 2020. I still can't believe that happened. I I couldn't make sense. Like when I saw that happen, I was like, I, it was surreal, you know, in the moment. It was just crazy. One of the one of the greatest moments of watching a college football game ever. Crazy. Well, LSU took a beating from Tennessee last weekend, and Florida. Well, we don't ever really know what to expect from Billy Napier and the Gators from week to week. Both teams are currently unranked. Florida finally got an SEC win last weekend against Missouri. But I don't think they'll get a second SEC win this weekend. LSU was embarrassed, and Brian Kelly is going to try to go into the swamp and change the LSU narrative after that loss. I think LSU wins, but Florida will cover. It's only three. Um, But again, it could be ugly. No, I'm not adding this to my card. But highly entertaining. Yeah, this this is. I mean, maybe another shoe toss. Really? Yeah, it could be. Uh, relatively evenly matched game. God, if there's another shoe toss, I'll like someone needs to do that. Ironically, honestly, like if, if one of these teams is blowing the other one out, just like take someone's shoe off and just throw it. Just do it for the hell of it. That'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a play on this one, Charlie, because I think these teams are these two teams are very evenly matched. You you said it with Florida, Charlie. They're up and down. They're hard to put your finger on. I do not think when it's all said and done against good defenses like Missouri last week. I think Missouri is not an elite defense, but a good solid SEC defense. They can't really find much rhythm offensively because Anthony Richardson is just not there as a passer. They don't have a ton of like really good weapons around him in the pass game, but really it's more him than anything else. But he is a great threat with his with his legs. They have a strong running attack when 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 he gets going uh, from the from the quarterback position with the design QB run game. LSU they're still a mess on offense. I, I thought they were kind of trying to figure out what they were with you know 
run the football quarterback run game. You know, talking about anemic passing offenses, this LSU passing offense just cannot get on track whatsoever. Kayshawn Booty is, I mean, MIA, man. I don't know where this guy's been all year. He's been out there. He hasn't been doing anything. This guy's one of the best receivers in the league coming into this season and has just been totally, totally missing in action. I don't have much of a read on this one, Charlie. I think if I had to lean one way or the other, I'd probably lean Florida at home, but I don't have a strong enough read on this one to really put any like significant money on this. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this on my guard. I'm taking it off. All right, keeping it off. Well, the next game has Mike Leach bringing Will Rogers and his high-powered offense to Kentucky. Mississippi is ranked 17, and Kentucky is 22 this week. Kentucky lost to South Carolina last weekend while Will Levis didn't play. What's the status for this weekend? Is he supposed to play? Yeah, I mean, he, he said last week he was going to play this week. All right. Well, now Mississippi State is coming off two great weekends in the SEC after beating Texas A&M and Arkansas by an average of about 21 points, so three touchdowns. That's pretty good Yeah. Pretty good wins. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Mississippi State is the team that is just keeping a low profile, staying out of the spotlight. But might give Bama some trouble next Saturday. They really are flying under the radar, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Like they, this team easily could be 6 Which is surprising because Mike, easily Lee, could be Mike Leach is their coach who does not fly under the radar, mm-hmm. but somehow they are. But it's Mississippi State. It's Starkville. Yeah. They're in the show. Like, they're not – I mean, yeah, he's he can get attention, but he's not – I don't know. I feel like Lane Kiffin's got, like, the sexier name, more high profile. Than, oh, absolutely. So he's being overshadowed by their own rival in state right now who is undefeated. But this is a very sneaky, sneaky good team. In fact, I don't think sneaky. I think they're just flat out really good. Yeah. But this weekend, I think the Bulldogs of the SEC West go into Kentucky and win. Uh, the home team will cover the four, I think, as long as Will Levis plays. Um, so you see a tight game. It's a night game. It could get rowdy. It is an underrated. Is yeah, louder than it's underrated. Think. Yeah, it really is, and they show up. I know, I know they get this reputation as a basketball school, and they are. Don't get me wrong, but this, like Mark Stoops, has turned this into a really good football school as well. I mean, those those fans really support this team, especially when basketball season has, season has not quite tipped off yet. I'm with you here, Charlie. I really think this Mississippi State team is a good football team. Uh, people have been asking me, you know, after the the Tennessee LSU game last week, like, man, like, how scared are you of Tennessee now? Well, scared is not the right word, as I laid out in the mailbag episode. But honestly, it might be more Mississippi State. That game's on the road. I think Mississippi did State I say is I very Kentucky good. Kentucky would cover. You did because that's not what I have written down. I have Mississippi State minus four. Do you want to? Yeah. Officially I, go with that. Uh, yeah, that's what's on my card. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking. I honestly don't either, Charlie. Yeah. But hey, okay, we got it straightened out. Mississippi State minus four. I am with you, Charlie. I'm going to agree with you on that. Here's some betting trends for you guys. Kentucky is 0 and four against the spread following a straight up loss since 2021. What did they do last week? They lost straight up at home to South Carolina, which was one of my wins last week. In fact, I was kicking myself as that game was going on because I didn't put it on the card, but I went ahead and took a flyer on South Carolina. That's an upset special just to win outright. And yeah, I won that one. That 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 helped me a couple units there. I put a, a, a decent sized amount of money on that. But what did I put? Two and a half units, I think, on that bet. And that one, that one definitely hit. I think it was like plus 220. When I put that money on there, so that one felt good. But Kentucky, you're right, Charlie. Is they're struggling right now. Uh, you know, they have not been able to get any sort of rhythm offensively. Mississippi State's also covered in five of the last six road games, and I think Mississippi State's just a better football team right now. I don't trust this Kentucky offense. I, they don't do anything well. They are dead last in the SEC in rushing, which is crazy when you talk about a Kentucky offense. That's what their offense has always been built off of. 
And I know that Chris Rodriguez was out for the first four games. He's been back for a couple weeks now, guys, and they are still averaging under 100 yards rushing a game. This Mississippi State defense, I know everyone, everyone wants to talk about Mike Leach and the air raid offense. This Mississippi State defense is legit, guys. They have some big-time players in that front seven. They are very, very good on that side of the ball. Zach Arnett's a really good coordinator that not many people in the country talk about, but he's a good coordinator. They've kept him there for a couple years now. You got year three with Will Rogers in the Mike Leach system. He's operating at a very, very high level. It's not as high. It is a high-powered offense, I guess, but it's not the traditional area. I mean, this is a, a it is a ball control area attack because everybody wants to play them dropping eight, and they have learned to don't try to force it down the field. Take the underneath routes, take the checkdowns, take what they give you, and just paper cut your way down the field and burn a lot of clock while you do it. And they've gotten really, really effective and efficient with that. So. I think Mississippi State is just playing better. They're the better football team. Give me, yeah, give me the Bizarro Dogs minus four on the road. I wish it was a field goal, but I'll still take the minus four. All right, the Georgia game is the last SEC game we're going to talk about in depth. Uh, the Doors are three and three. They may not pick up another win this season, but three wins this year is an improvement from their two and two. Charlie, record they hit their they hit their preseason win total year. before we hit October. Yeah, the spread is thirty eight in this game with the point total set at fifty eight and a half. The point total is only 58 and a half? Yeah. They, well, don't, th- they don't think Vandy can score sense. on us. Yeah. I didn't think Georgia would cover the 30 last weekend, and they did. I don't know what to think. I- I'm not sure Kirby will run up the score in this game as much as he did with Harson and... He, re- he, re- he respects Clark Lee. Right. And I, he's done a great job in the two years he's, he's been, done a year really and a good half job. he's been there. And, and it's all relative. I know when you say we got three wins and might not win another game, you're like, well, how has he done a good job? It's Vanderbilt. He's they done a good job. They might pick up a win against Mizzou. You never know. I think they can maybe get South Carolina home. That too. Yeah. They're, I mean, that's a possibility. But, yeah. they, I mean, they've been playing much better this year. So, yeah. I, I really – I guess Georgia will cover the 38. 38's a lot of points, Charlie. Uh, we were what? Was it 0-4 coming in last week on – Spreads of 28 or more points. Obviously, we covered last week with a 32-point victory. Was it, I think the final number was at 30, but we still covered that. I think this is another week that we covered, Charlie. I mean, you saw what we did to Vanderbilt last year, right? Yes. I know this is a different Vanderbilt team. They are much better offensively this year. They really are. A.J. Swans is a freshman quarterback they've gotten. They found him, and he's he's done some good things, and they're going to build around him. He's a good quarterback. We held them to 77 total yards last year, Charlie. We could have beat... What was it? 62-0? That game... Charlie, I'm not I'm not lying when I say this. I'm I'm dead serious. We could have scored 100 points on Vanderbilt if we wanted to. We could have beat them 100 to nothing last year. We absolutely could have. They are better this year, but are they that much better? I, I now it's at home too. I don't know, man. I just I think we're going to cover this spread. I know it's a huge number, and I usually stay away from huge numbers, especially when it comes to Georgia. But I, I feel like we kind of found ourselves offensively a little bit last week and kind of figured out, okay, this is the blueprint for what we need to be. Run the football, work play action off of that, work in the uh, the screen game and the quick passing game is kind of complement to all of that, work in some more RPO action. I, I do think that we cover this game. Here's some betting trends for you guys. Vandy is 0-3 against the spread, guys, as, dub- as a double-digit underdog versus ranked opponents. Um, since 2017, Vandy is 0-7 against the spread versus top five teams. They did lose to Alabama, Charlie, 55-3 to in Tuscaloosa earlier this year, so there's a frame of reference for you. And we have also covered each of our last four games versus Vandy, and yes, each of those have been significant spreads as well. So all that, along with what I've seen with my own two eyes, leads me to want to pick Georgia to cover the 38. Again, you guys know I do not put Georgia games on my card. I just, it's like, 
no, it's that's bad vibes. Can't do that. So it's not going on my card, but if you have no issue with that, I would lay, I would pick Georgia here to lay the 38. Charlie, if you had to go over under the win total, was it 58 and a half? What would you do win total wise? I guess under. Under 58 and a half? Yeah. I think we could score 50, Charlie. I mean, I think we score 50 plus. So we're saying we're going to shut Vanderbilt out? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the, a the, late the touchdown. The offense improved. I would take, we've been under like every game this year, Charlie, essentially. Yeah, I guess I'd probably take the under. I'd probably take the under. All right. All right. Well, before so that's that's it for the SEC slate, right? SEC games. All right. Well, you want to do a quick break before we get into the rest of the card? Absolutely. All right. Let's do it real quick, guys. Our friends at My Bookie, they have done you guys a solid. I know a lot of you jumped in on this earlier in the year. That's why they kept the promotion going. They saw great returns on this. But if you have not done it already, it is not too late, guys. I mean, we are. We're right here at the halfway point in the college ball season. Not even necessarily the halfway point. Because we do have bowl season, Charlie. There's that, right? We have yeah. bowl season. So there's plenty of time for you guys to get in on the action. Use these picks to your advantage. If you're one of those people that have just been listening to us, first off, thank you. We always appreciate that. But if you've been listening and you know thinking about maybe you'll try this here and there and kind of been putting it off, haven't gotten around to it, now's the time, guys. Go ahead and take advantage of this promotion while you still can. All you've got to do is go to mybookie.ag, sign up for a brand new account at mybookie, use the promo code UGA when you do so. It takes about 30 seconds, a minute, depending on how fast you can you can type, and you guys are set. You're good to go. And then after you deposit, whatever that first deposit is, mybookie will double it. And no, I, I, I'm not lying to you guys. They are going to double whatever that first deposit is. No catches, nothing like that. You put 100 bucks in, you get 200 to play with, you can use our bets, you can win some money, use your own bets. You guys know college football and put some money in your pocket. Under the holiday season's coming up here, guys, pretty quick. You want to have a little spending money? This is an easy way to make that happen. So again, sign up at mybookie.ag today. New account, use the promo code UGA, and you'll get 100% deposit bonus on that first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, so let's get started with the rest of the slate. I'm going to start with Fox's noon kickoff, which is Penn State at Michigan. Yeah, I'm excited about that game. Michigan. Their schedule, everybody's talked about it. They haven't really played anyone. They really haven't. It's a noon game. Penn State is still undefeated. Um, I think they're going to want to come in and knock off, what is Michigan ranked? Four? Four, I believe. Four. So, Penn State is the underdog. 
But I think they'll cover the seven. So I'm going to take Penn State plus seven. I really like that pick, Charlie. I want to take that. And Penn State's also come out of a bye, which is normally a principal play for me. But I just, I don't know. I don't trust Sean Clifford in that setting. I really just don't trust him in that setting. I don't know. I, I could totally see this happening. Because you're right. Michigan is untested. They threw for over 300 yards last week, which is the first time that J.J. McCarthy in his career has gone over 300 yards passing. But that's the anomaly this season. This has been a rush-heavy offense. I thought their passing game, because they have some weapons in the passing game, I thought it would be more advanced than it is right now, a little bit further along, but they're not. And that does concern me a little bit there with Michigan, but I just I can't trust Sean Clifford in this spot. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. He's been there for 14 years. I don't know, but I don't have... Strong enough of a read on that one to bet the spread. Here's what I will bet on that game, Charlie. I do have a play on it. Give me under 50 and a half in this Michigan Penn State game. Michigan, guys, is 5 0 1 to the under this season. Now, part of that is when they're playing these overmatched teams, those teams aren't scoring. But when they're playing Big Ten teams, and not really particularly good Big Ten teams like Indiana last week, they're not scoring a ton of points. You know, they scored 31 against Indiana last week and 27 against Iowa. So Michigan has gone under pretty much all year. In fact, they are tied right now. Michigan's tied for the most unders in the entire country without going over in any game this season. I really do want to take Penn State off the bye, Charlie. I really do. I just don't know if I can trust Clifford. But I think both teams want to run the football. You've got Singleton, Nick Singleton at Penn State, Blake Corm, who's fantastic at Michigan. You've got two dual-threat quarterbacks and two inconsistent pass games. So I think all of that lines up the under pretty strong here. So give me under 15.5 in that big noon kickoff. All right. The next game I want to talk about is Iowa State at Texas. Iowa State's coming off a bye week too, right? Iowa State's coming off yeah. a bye week. No, no. No? Iowa State, that was Farmageddon last week. Oh, Kansas yeah, State. yeah, yeah. No. I get Iowa yeah. and Iowa State. Yes. My brain. Yeah, yeah. They played Kansas Just, State last week. All right. Well, they're obviously the underdog, but it's by 17. It's a lot of points. And I just don't. And that has ballooned. It, it started like 14, I want to say. Something like that. Yeah. It's going way up. Um, a lot yeah. of money coming in on so Texas. So I have two plays on this game. I'm going to go with the over of 50. Okay. And I'm going to take Iowa State plus 17. You think Quinn Ewers is the difference, putting some points on the board at yeah. home? Yeah. I could see that. I could totally see that. All right. I'm going to go. Can I do a Thursday night play, Charlie? I know we're recording this before the Thursday night games. I don't know when people are going to be listening to this. Absolutely. Can That's I do fine. that? I'm going to throw it on there. I feel good about this one, guys. West Virginia. Give me West Virginia at home plus three against Baylor. I've watched West Virginia a couple times this year. I watched them in that week one Thursday night game against Pitt, the backyard brawl. I watched them beat Virginia Tech uh, on the road, actually, on another Thursday night, a couple weeks, maybe two weeks ago. And I watched them a couple weeks ago, maybe it was actually three weeks ago, a couple weeks ago at Texas. When I look at West Virginia and I watch them play, I see actually a pretty talented team. The problem with them is they're inconsistent. They don't always put it together. And honestly, one of the big problems is JT Daniels. He's a good quarterback. He understands coverages. He's smart. But he's just not mobile at all, and he's just a sitting duck back there in the pocket. Has no ability to escape any kind of pressure whatsoever. Like honestly, if pressure comes near him, he just falls down. He just drops. He's like, I'm not going to try. I'm just going to fall down, and that hurts them because you got to have a mobile quarterback in this day and age. But Baylor's also just missing something on offense. They don't have Tyquan Thornton, who was their go-to explosive receiver last year. They run the ball fine, but not nearly as well as they did last year without Smith and Ebner. Both teams are coming off buys here. 
but I think home field is the is the difference in this game. I really actually like the front seven for West Virginia, especially their front four, that defensive line. Baylor wants to run the football. Blake Shapin's fine at quarterback. He's not going to kill you. He's not going to lose you a game, but I don't know if he's a guy who's going to go out there and win you a game either. And they're going to have to win this game through the air. I like West Virginia's receiver, at least a talent receiver. They drop the ball too often, but they're physically gifted guys. Got a couple good running backs. I know C.J. Donaldson is not playing this game, but I actually like their other two backs as well. So give me West Virginia on a Thursday night. Want to have a little action on Thursday, plus three at home versus Baylor. All right, do you have a lot more to go through I mean, today? I've got like 17, 18-ish. Why don't you take another one? Another one? All right, thank you, Charlie. So we did Mississippi State. All right, let's go. Let's go Big Ten, Charlie. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, minus six at Illinois. Illinois might have been the surprise of the Big Ten at this point, Charlie. I mean, Illinois is legitimately not even in the conversation. Like, they are deep in the conversation to win the Big Ten West, which I don't know what that's saying right now. In fact, the winner of this game might might have the leg up to be the winner of that Big Ten West division and earn the right to get walloped by Ohio State in the Big Ten title game in a couple of months. But guys, Minnesota is 4-1 against the spread this year. Minnesota is actually 8-2 against the spread on the road since 2020. And since 2019, Minnesota, here's another, take another level here. Since 2019, Minnesota is 9-1 against the spread when they have six or more days rest. They're coming off the bye. Every betting trend out there, guys, is screaming Minnesota. I think Minnesota is the better team. Tommy DeVito, Illinois' quarterback, has been banged up. Isaiah Williams, one of the most dynamic receivers, has been banged up. We don't know what their status is. If they play, it's kind of a Bryce Young thing. Are they going to be 100%? We don't know. Minnesota's coming off that bye. They're smarting from a, a, a loss in a game they should have won um, against Purdue, in my opinion. But And Mo Ibrahim's coming back, who's one of the better running backs in the country. I think Minnesota goes in there and wins by a touchdown. Plus, these are two good defenses. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game. I, I was thinking about the under, but the under is like at 38.5. It's just a little too low for my blood. But give me Minnesota minus six on the road at Illinois. I like that one, Charlie. That might be a, a couple-unit play there for me. All right. Let's go to the ACC. I have a couple games in the ACC. NC State at Syracuse. Syracuse has been playing pretty well. They are and I've picked, surprise of the ACC. And I've picked NC State a few weeks, and they've let me down. So I'm going to have to fade NC State, and I'm going with Syracuse minus three and a half. Well, the quarterback, NC State's quarterback, Devin Leary, is not playing in this game, Charlie, so that, that would probably help you there. But, Charlie, I know you like that pick. I'm going to have to fight you on this one, Charlie. Give me the Wolfpack plus three and a half on the road at Syracuse. Yes, Devin Leary is out, but, guys, Devin Leary is not the quarterback everyone says he is. If you actually watch this guy play, is he really that good? I mean, he's he's fairly mobile. He push, he forces the ball into tight coverages way too much. I don't think he really understands coverages all that well. He's got a good solid arm, but it's not an elite arm. I just, I've never been overly impressed with Devin Leary, but you hear all this talk about him. And I, I get they don't have a ton of weapons. I mean, Thayer Thomas is a good slot receiver. Outside of that, they don't, have a, they don't have a ton of weapons for him to work with. I get that. So that's probably fair to say. But he's out, so it doesn't matter. The guy that's going to play in his place is a guy named Jack Chambers. And I had Florida State as my upset special last week. So I was watching this game very closely. Florida State was winning that football game, guys. Jack Chambers came in there. He did not set the world on fire. But he looked pretty good in relief of Devin Leary and did enough to to set up a couple field goals that allowed NC State to win a tough, hard-fought game on the road in Tallahassee. And being a starting quarterback is not a foreign thing for Jack Chambers. He used to play at Charleston Southern. In fact, over the course of, what I think it was two years there, 
threw for 5,700 yards, 40 touchdowns, also ran for 1,300 yards. Very much a dual threat guy. He could throw the football fairly well. They actually let him let it let it rip a couple of times in that game. But I think he's going to be better than your average backup quarterback in this day and age. I think he's going to go be able to go in there and go into Syracuse, go into the Dome, and function well enough for this NC State offense to be able to put up enough points on the board to beat Syracuse. And the reason I say enough points on the board is this NC State defense is legit. Their offense is garbage. I hate their scheme. I don't think Devin Leary's that good. But their defense is the real deal. They're top 25 in scoring defense, total defense, and yards per play defense. Syracuse is still kind of one-dimensional with Garrett Schrader. Um, and But now here's the thing. This is why I'm, I I don't hate your pick, Charlie. And I don't, I'm not going like heavy on this one with a bunch of units. I might go like one to two units on this play. Because Syracuse is coming off a bye. And that's usually a principal play for me. But I just like this spot for NC State. I don't think people are expecting them to win this football game. They are the underdog in this game. No Devin Leary. People don't expect NC State to come out come out and actually win this game. So I think this is a spot where NC State's going to rise to the occasion. I think Jack Chambers is going to be a pleasant surprise for NC State fans. So give me the Wolfpack plus three and a half on the road. All right, go ahead and take another one. I know you have plenty. Okay, well, let me go back up to my, well, my top of my list. You're trying to scroll down to get to where you were. Um, all right, let's go. I'm going to stick in the ACC here. Let's go Miami minus seven at Virginia Tech. Miami is, they still have some problems this year. It's not a complete football team yet, but they're getting healthy. That was part of the problem. They had a couple games there where they were you know, losing to Middle Tennessee State. They were just really banged up. Not an excuse, but just reality. But you look at last week's game, if you watch some of that against North Carolina, and the offense looked great. I mean, Van Dyke threw for almost 500 yards in that game. But the question is, are they, are they starting to figure it out on offense, or was that just the UNC effect? And I don't know. I guess maybe we'll find out this week. But the thing about Virginia Tech is they are, um, how should we say this, um, very bad, very not good. They're just a bad football team, guys. Grant Wells is holding them back at quarterback, the, the transfer from Marshall. They have no playmakers around him on offense. I know that doesn't help. And this also is not a Bud Foster defense. That dude's gone. He's retired. The Virginia Tech defense is 10th in the ACC in scoring defense. I think Miami's getting healthy. I think they're getting to a little bit more of a rhythm offensively. I think Van Dyke's getting some confidence. And this Virginia Tech team is just not good defensively. They're not good. So I'm going to take Miami minus seven on the road in Blacksburg. Okay. I'm going to stay in the ACC as well. Uh, rivalry game, usually on the basketball court, but also oh, on the yeah. football field. Oh, yeah. UNC minus seven at Duke. Okay. I'm also going to take the under 66. So a double feature. Double feature. Double feature. North Carolina minus seven. On under, tobacco road. Under 66 with that North Carolina defense. Yeah. Rivalry game, principal yeah. play. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I actually have a play on that too, Charles. Let me go back down on my list here. Yes, I agree with you. I'm not. I don't agree with the under 66. I don't love that. I do like the North Carolina minus seven, though. I think North Carolina is just a better football team. They are still not good on defense, as evidenced by the nearly 500 yards passing they gave up last week to Miami. But their offense is do you just think so explosive. Face is still the defensive coordinator next Chizik? year. Yeah. I mean, him and Mac are tight, Charlie. But Mac's hand might be forced. You know what I mean? At this point, yeah, it's like, absolutely. yeah, I mean, it's been, unless they, get, unless, you know, they, they still have half the season. Let's see if they improve. I know they only end up giving up, what, 24 points to Miami, but there were some turnovers involved there, and, and Miami was throwing the football almost at will against North Carolina. But their offense is so explosive, and they're able to kind of get by with it because they do just put up points themselves. Drake May has been a revelation for them at quarterback. Has Drake May been better? I mean, honestly, has he been better than Sam Howell was the past couple of years? I mean, I think you can make an argument. He's just as, if not more, mobile. 
I think he's more accurate. He doesn't force the ball into tight situations as much as Howell did. Howell would turn the ball over him and like have some like WTF interceptions. Like, what are you doing? I haven't seen that a ton from Drake. Man, I think he actually threw his second and third interception of the year against Miami last week. So he's been really good. I like North Carolina. I know it's on the road, but it's Duke, guys. Have you ever seen that stadium? Have you ever been by it? Not much to speak of. Right? I, think they, I think they removed the track around. Forever they had a track around. I think they've removed that now. But yeah, give me the Tar Heels minus seven on the road in Durham. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Okay, I only have one more. Before my one more, life. God yeah, dang, Charlie, it that's a light card for you this week. I didn't see a lot that I liked, so I'm trying to like make good choices. Okay, all so. right, fair. I mean, honestly, I, I like you're not reaching here. You're being disciplined. Well, I got a lot more. You mean to, to roll well, you here? Do two or three. Two or three. Okay, two or three. Um, your boys. I can't believe you don't have a play. Do you have a play in Arkansas? No, I think I need to stay away. Yeah, please. I need them to win this game, Charlie. I really need Arkansas because Arkansas doesn't win this game. I think they have to win like four out of the last five games for me to cover. And like, oh, 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 that's not good. Anyway, um, I this is certainly could be some wishful thinking, guys. But I have some numbers to back this up, okay? This is not just purely wishful thinking. Give me the hog, Sam Pittman and the boys, plus one on the road in the mountains in Provo, Utah, against the Stormin Mormons, the BYU Cougars. Here's why I'm taking this, guys. K.J. Jefferson appears like he is going to play this week. If you find out that K.J. Jefferson is not playing, don't put any money on this one. But it, he's been practicing. He was practicing last week. He traveled with the team last week. From all accounts, everything I've heard this week, and looking at all the, the injury reports, it looks like he's going to play this week. And if he does, I think that could be a game changer for Arkansas because BYU is 97th nationally in rush defense. Well, what does Arkansas do well on offense? Oh, yeah, they run the football. They're number 11 nationally rushing offense, averaging 233 yards per game. Now, the problem for Arkansas is that they simply cannot stop anyone from throwing the football. Charlie, you and your best friends could put together a, a powder, was it, powder puff football team, go out there, and you could score touchdowns through the air against this Arkansas defense. They are that bad. Yeah. They are that bad. It's like, it's ungodly and mystifying how bad they are, but they are very, very bad. BYU doesn't necessarily have an elite passing offense. They're 42nd nationally, but Jaron Hall, at least before last week, had been playing at a very, very high level. That Notre Dame defense is very good, so there's that. He's been playing at a very high level, has been locked in. They're getting their receivers back, so I I don't know. Like Yes, I think Arkansas is going to be able to run the football and, and put up a lot of points on BYU. 
but I think BYU is going to score points through the air against Arkansas as well. But when it comes down to it, I do think this is a circle the wagons game for Arkansas. They need this one. They've got to stop the bleeding at some point. I think this is the spot to do it. They're going on the road. You get away from home. It's us against the world. Back against the wall mentality, I think KJ Jefferson plays, and I think they will run wild on this BYU defense. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. This is certainly high up on my viewing list, but give me the Hogs plus one on the road versus BYU. And I'm also going to take, as I just told you, I think Arkansas is going to run wild on BYU. I think BYU is going to throw wild on Arkansas. So give me the over 66 and a half in this game. I don't think this is a good matchup for either defense. I think this is going to be a very, very fun game to watch. It might not be fun for me because if they're scoring a lot of points, I'm going to have a heart attack because I need Arkansas to win this game. But yeah, give me the over 66 and a half. Okay, take another one. Take another one. All right, let's go. Uh, oh, Kansas, everyone's darling. Are they still a darling now after they lost to TCU? I think so. I think they're still a darling. Well, they're traveling to Oklahoma, Charlie. And this is a weird line to me. It's like everyone, like the all these sports books I just forgot that Kansas is actually pretty good you know because Oklahoma Charlie I, I don't know if you saw any of that Texas game they lost 49 nothing I think was the final score of that game yes I know that Dylan Gabriel did not play in the game and he will he will be back at quarterback in this game and Kansas is probably gonna be without Jalen Daniels at quarterback but Jason Bean the backup for Kansas who came in and was lit the world on fire against TCU when he came in. I thought like when when Daniels went out I thought okay TCU's got this in the bag and I had money on on TCU but no not so fast. Jason Bean came in and made sure they at least covered the seven. I would have had another win on, on the card last week, but I got a push there. Jason Bean was the starting quarterback for about half the year last year, guys. And then he gave way to Daniels about halfway through the year. But he's a dual threat guy. He can run the football. I think he's a little bit of a better passer than Daniels. Not as dynamic of a runner. But it's not like he's just some scrub. This guy can play. And again, I know Dale, Dylan Gabriel is coming back. Dylan Gabriel does not play defense, guys. They lost 49 to nothing. The nothing, you can you can blame that on Dylan Gabriel not being in there. That's fine. But 49 points to Texas, man, there's something wrong there in Norman right now, and I don't know if they get it figured out in one week. So I like Kansas, even the backup quarterback. I think you're, I think this is a, honestly, I think this is a really big value pick here because I think the fact that Jalen Daniels is out in this game, that is inflating this spread. So I like the value here. Give me Kansas plus nine on the road in Norman. All right, I'm going to go to the Big Ten for my last pick before we get to upset specials. I'm going with Nebraska at Purdue, and I'm taking Purdue minus 14. So this is a, a fade Nebraska play. Fade Nebraska. Fade Nebraska play. Hey, Nebraska. Oh, God. D- Nebraska, I swear to God. I almost killed Nebraska. So I I didn't have – I don't think I put them in my – I did put them in my card. That was one of my losses on Friday night. I like to have a little play on Friday night, a little action on Friday night. I had Nebraska, what, minus three, I think? And it looked like earlier they were going to get blown out, but they came yes. back. Yes, they came back, and I think they won 15-14. I watched that game as I was falling asleep. I need to go to bed because I had an early morning run to get to. But I had to watch that game. And, yeah, they won. I was like, oh, great, awesome. But, oh, God, I couldn't remember. Did I have them, like, to win straight up? Or, like, what did I have? I looked back, and it was minus three, and it's like, God dang it, Nebraska. So, yeah, fade Nebraska is always a good play, Charlie. Fade Nebraska. We've learned that over the last year and a half. We've learned that. All right, I got a couple more here. I'm going to run through these. I've got, uh, let's go to the Big Ten. Michigan State at home plus seven and a half versus Wisconsin. The Michigan State is two and four, guys. Tuck has not been coming this year. It has not been a good look for them. But let's look at this matchup. What is Michigan State's weakness? Like, what is their fatal flaw? Just like it was last year, it's their pass defense. Not quite as bad as they were against the pass last year, but they're still not good. 
And my question would have to be, is Wisconsin really equipped to take advantage of that with Graham Mertz at quarterback? Like, really? Are they going to take advantage of that? Maybe. I just, I have a hard time believing that. Now, the concern I have here is, has Michigan State quit at this point? You know, they're high expectations. The fan base wanted them to build off a 10-win year last year. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think Mel Tucker's a good enough motivator at this point to where they haven't quit. It's too early in the season for that. So I think Michigan State, talk about a circle the wagons game. I think this is a circle the wagons game for Michigan State at home, a seven and a half point underdog. It's a team that can't really throw the football and exploit Michigan State's obvious pass deficiency or pass defense deficiencies. So give me the Spartans plus seven and a half in East Lansing. Let's go to let's go to Notre Dame. Let's go to South Bend, one of the great college football sites in the country. Notre Dame, um, they did not put a whooping on them. They beat BYU in a, in a neutral side game in Las Vegas last week, which I did not like to see, but you know what? It happens. They are welcoming in Stanford, which is a rivalry game here. Stanford's coming in as a 17-point underdog into South Bend. I, the, I know the Notre Dame offense looked pretty good last week, guys, but BYU is just really not good on defense. I, I still don't like this Notre Dame offense. I, they played North Carolina and BYU the past couple of games, and everyone's saying, oh, the, you know, the Notre Dame's figured out on offense. Have they? Or have they just played really bad defenses? We'll find out, I guess. But Drew Pine, I just, I still don't see him as anything more than a game manager at quarterback. Michael Mayer is the real deal at tight end. Him and Brock Bowers are the two best tight ends in the country. But Tanner McKee is a legitimate NFL prospect at quarterback for Stanford. There's not a ton of talent around him, but I like Tanner McKee to come into South Bend and to be able to put up enough points, lead enough drives to cover this 17-point spread. I just don't think Notre Dame is good enough on offense to pull away from Stanford in a rivalry game like this one. Are you done? Officially? I do have one more. All right, go, go, go. Have we talked about OK State at TCU? We have not mentioned this one. Okay, so I'm going to take the over in this game because I think they both have high-powered offenses. So they I'm do. taking over 68. Yeah, I mean, and I know the, the Big 12 does a little bit differently. You know, it's the, it's the top two winning percentages at the end of the year, have a rematch against each other because they have a two-round robin. But, Charlie, could this be potentially a a first-round matchup? Like, this is the first time these two teams will play? Maybe they play again in the Big 12 championship game? Yeah, potentially, absolutely. Potentially. And I think this is the, I think I read somewhere, Charlie, it's the second time in the history of college football where there's been three games featuring teams that are each 5-0 and or better. And this is one of those games. We've got Oklahoma State, TCU. We've got Alabama, Tennessee. And we've got Penn State, Michigan. So this is one of the feature games of the weekend. You're going over 68? Yep. I like that. These are two very high-powered offenses and um, not great defenses. We'll just say that. I mean, Oklahoma State's defense, losing Jim Knowles, they have not been the same. They have not been the same at all. And TCU is better than they were last year, but they're still not very good on defense. I like that pick. All right, I got two more here before we get to our parlays and upset specials. Let's go. I'm going to the West Coast for these last two picks here, Charlie. I got Washington State traveling to Corvallis plus three and a half against the Oregon State Beavers. I think, honestly, the wrong team is favored here. I kind of want to take Washington State as an upset special. I think I might, but let me think about that for a minute. But Oregon State starting quarterback Chance Dolan's likely out again in this game. Even if he plays, he's not good anyway. So I don't know if, if it's better or worse for him to not be in this game. But I like this Washington State team. They, they gave they gave USC a little bit of a push last week. They didn't win the game, but they pushed them a little bit. Cam Ward's good at quarterback. And Washington State's actually sneaky good on defense. They held USC under 400 total yards and Caleb Williams under 200 yards passing last week. I do think these are two well-coached teams. I think Wazoo, at the end of the day, has more weapons on offense. They're healthier on offense. So, again, I think the wrong team's favored here. I don't honestly understand this line. I guess, I, I guess they basically see these two teams as even in Oregon State's getting three points for being the home team. But uh, give me Washington State plus three and a half on the road. And then finally, let's go to this USC-Utah game. 
it's not as big of a game as people thought it might be coming into the year because Utah has not necessarily held up their end of the bargain. They got they get blown out by UCLA, but they got beat by UCLA last week. I guess they could still maybe they went out find their way into the into the Pac-12 championship game. USC is undefeated right now, but USC has not been as consistently explosive as people think. So give me USC Utah under 64 and a half. I mean, guys, in two of the last three games, all Pac-12 games. USC has been under 400 total yards and under 200 yards of passing. They have not been as explosive as people think, at least not against Pac-12 competition. And their defense has been a little bit better than I thought they would be. They haven't been getting outright gashed on the ground like I thought they might coming into the year. And then on the flip side, with Utah losing tight end and their their best pass-catching option, Brant Keithy, they lost him for the year. That's taken a lot out of the sails of this Utah offense. They have really no playmakers at wide receiver. Running back Tavion Thomas is really good. I like him a lot, and I love Cam Rising. That guy is just tough as nails, good quarterback, but he needs help, and he doesn't have the help around him right now. I'm not going to take a side on this one, but give me the under 64 and a half. All right, so upset special time. Yeah, I've, I've go gone back, back and forth on this one. I'm going to go back to my last pick, and I'm going to take Oklahoma State in the upset over TCU. You're going to do that to me? You know I have a win total on TCU. Sorry. I feel like that's a principal play just to just what to is piss the win me total? off. Six and a half. They're at five right now. They're five and zero. Oh. Okay. I need well, two more wins. I don't feel bad about this then. You should though, Charlie. You can't fa- you can't do that to your co-host. But I don't. That's against the rules. Can't do that. All right. So you're taking OK State. All right. I mean, actually, that's not a bad pick, and that that easily could happen. I hope it doesn't, but it easily could happen. I'll be rooting against you on that one this weekend, Charlie. Um, all right, my upset special, I've gone back and forth. I originally really wanted to take Florida State plus three, not, not plus three and a half, but take them outright at home against Clemson. I think this is a spot where Clemson could get tripped up. I, I mean, I know Clemson's probably going to make the college football playoff. They're going to win the ACC more than likely. But I think Florida State has enough talent if they don't shoot themselves in the foot like they did against NC State last week. Guys, they were up, I think it was 17 nothing. I want to say at some point. They were up pretty big on NC State. I can't remember the exact score. It might have been 17 nothing. They were up big. And yeah, I think it going to halftime was 17 nothing, And then they just shot themselves in the foot in the second half. They absolutely turned the ball over, did stupid, dumb things, dumb penalties. And that's why I can't quite go there. Because Clemson, I don't think, is going to beat themselves. I think Florida State, I know they're not as talented as Clemson, but they're not that far off. The home field advantage can neutralize that to a degree. I still don't buy into this Clemson offense. They're better than they were last year. They kind of figured out they want to run the football with Uwe Ungle. He's their most efficient runner right now. But I just, I've seen Florida State shoot themselves in the foot one too many times. And I just don't know if they've gotten over that in a game like this. But I do think Florida State absolutely could win that game. If you want to take a, want to take a flyer on a team on the money line, take that one. But I'm going to go back to the one I just talked about. Give me Washington State. I think the wrong team is favored here. I'm also going to, I'm going to put two different bets on Washington State. I'm going to take them plus three and a half. I'm also going to take them outright on the money line to beat Oregon State on the road as a three and a half point underdog. So. I like that one a little bit more than Florida State because I just Washington State doesn't kill themselves as much as Florida State does. So we'll go with that one. Parlay time. Parlay time. I have three teams. Okay. All money line. Uh, Texas over. Who are they playing? Iowa State. Iowa got State. Lost okay. On my paper. Okay. You got Texas. I've got UNC over Duke, and I've got Washington over Arizona. All right. So three three leg parlay. You like the three legs. I like three. Did you win yours last week? You didn't win yours, did you? You did. Yeah, you did I win did. Yours. You did win your parlay. Okay. I've, I, I've, so I've had a five-leg parlay each of the last two weeks. I won one, lost one. And the one I lost last week was because of one leg. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scale back just ever so slightly here, guys. I'm going to go with a four-leg parlay. I'm going to go Miami, North Carolina, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State all on the money line to win outright. 
okay? And that's going to pay out at plus 212. So yeah, that's Miami, North Carolina, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State all on the money line to pay out at 212 with that four-leg parlay. I feel pretty good about that one. I want to add another game to that one, but I'm I'm trying to learn my lesson from last week. We're going to go with that four-leg parlay, and I think I feel good about that. I think that one's going to hit for us. All right, Charlie. Anything else? Well, we have to recap. Oh, man, I always forget that part. All right, recap. Recap time. Let's go. All right. I have Oklahoma State at TCU over 68. Mm -hmm. Penn State plus seven at Michigan. Um, Taking Ole Miss minus 14 against Auburn at home. Right. Um, Iowa State plus 17 at Texas. I'm also taking over 50. Um, I've got Syracuse minus three and a half versus NC State. I'm going to fight you on that one. Fight, fight fight um unc minus seven at duke mississippi state minus four at kentucky and nebraska at purdue taking purdue minus 14 and a half upset special is okay state over tcu and three-leg parlay texas unc and washington i really hope you don't win that upset special but you might get off the schneid this week charlie i like that upset special pick i just can't make that pick because obviously i have money on tcu so can't make that pick all right so uh let me see what i've got here I'm going to read off your list, Charlie. I hope you got all of them here. I've got Ole Miss minus 15 over Auburn. I've got also have Ole Miss Auburn to go under 55 and a half. I like that one, guys. That's, that's a couple That's a couple unit play right there. Give me Mississippi State minus four at Kentucky. Give me Michigan Penn State under 15 and a half. Not taking a side there, but give me them under 15 and a half. Penn State minus seven, or Penn State outright might be a, a pretty solid upset special bid too. I'm not going to put it on there, but it just could be. Just putting that out there. Give me West Virginia on Thursday night plus three against Baylor at home. Give me Minnesota minus six on the road in Champaign, Illinois. I'm fighting you on Syracuse, Charlie. Give me NC State minus three and a half on the road over Syracuse. Miami minus seven at Virginia Tech. North Carolina minus seven at Duke. I'm with you on that one. Your hogs, Charlie. Charlie, I'm taking. I'm. I'm. I'm defending their honor this week. I don't know what happened with you, but give me Arkansas plus one on the road in Provo over BYU. I'm also taking over 66 and a half. Bad matchup for both defenses. Kansas plus nine at Oklahoma. Michigan State circle the wagons game plus seven and a half at home versus Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin can really challenge them through the air. Stanford plus 17 on the road at Notre Dame. Washington State plus three and a half at Oregon State. USC Utah under 64 and a half. And give me Washington State on the money line for my upset special. And then parlay, we've got Miami, UNC, Ole Miss, Mississippi State on the money line plus 212 payout, guys. Go use these at my bookie. I'm telling you, we keep making you guys money week after week, and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. If you haven't already, make sure you sign up for a new account at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code UGA, and whatever you deposit, it doesn't have to be a lot. Whatever you're comfortable with, always bet responsibly, guys. That's the key here. Always bet responsibly, whatever you're comfortable with, and they will double that initial deposit, and you guys can use these picks, use your own picks, and win yourself some money, put some money in those pockets. But thank you for being here, guys. We appreciate you. We hope everyone has a fantastic college football weekend. Hopefully the dogs will take care of business this week. And dear God, knock on wood, cross whatever fingers you got. Please, no one get hurt. That's the number one priority. Win, I guess that's the number one priority. And the number two, a close second, please God, no one get hurt. But thank you guys for being here. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. For Charlie, I'm Tyler. And as always, go dogs. <laughs>